Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to The Art of Thriving. It's been a while, but we're here to talk about the art of thriving and not just surviving, which actually seems extra needed this year. I really like that you say hello, hello twice. Every time. I guess you say hello, hello once. <laughs> Never mind. It's habit. It's there. It's always going to happen. Seriously, what a year, people. 2020. It is now currently October 15th, 2020. We've made it to the 10th month. Of uh, the longest year of Yeah, how are we doing? Well, it depends our last, on the day. Our last podcast was in March, right after stuff's... T- or March or April, maybe. April. No, March. It was spring, in March. It was spring break when things kicked into high gear. Everything That's shut... Right. Well, I mean, actually, the opposite of kicked into high gear. Everything shut down. Kicked into low gear. Low gear. And we've remained there in Portland... Unlike some places in the country that pretend like there's no pandemic at all, (laughs) we are still pretty locked down here in Portland, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we're locked down. Just no large events, no eating in restaurants, really, at all. Those types of things. No school. Uh, No school. No school. Oh, Mm. you guys. Can we talk about that? Let's talk about that. The struggle is real. It is real. Being a homeschool mom has never been on my list of priorities or desires. And this is very different. Online school is very different because you're overseeing what someone else is wanting your There's child some, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, totally. We're like the assistants. We're <laughs> the executive assistants for our, mostly our son. Like he's, yeah. bless his heart. <laughs> he's, he is working hard. He's, he he's learned a lot. But, man, he, he's just not built to be online Six hours a day trying to yep. navigate a new schedule and all that, all that comes with that. Yep. So it's been interesting. But I, I do think because of how we're wired and we are low activity people and introverts, it, the the change of pace has been really good for us. We, we haven't There's minded. There's some sweet times for sure. That for Great sure. family time. Uh, great walks around the neighborhood. Yep. We yep. have used every inch of our little tiny city lot and That's house. Right. Every corner of nooks and crannies of our house is being used mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. So wherever you're at, we wish you the best this year. I hope you're hanging in there, surviving and um, enjoying your family, and hope that there's some significant moments of you know peace and joy along the way too, because it's hard. Yep. Honestly, it's hard. So. Yeah, there's been lots of loss and disappointments and canceled things, and um, we have to grieve those and acknowledge them. But at the same time, there's also been really good things in it, and yeah. you have to acknowledge. So those it's both things and. Too. It's both and. It's always both and. Which is, which is, yeah, not as easy. Yeah, living life in the tension. Right. Okay, so we want to take just a few minutes here and talk about what's kept us sane in this. Or at least close to being sane. Uh, yeah, it depends on the day a little bit. But tell us how, yeah, tell the Haradorian audience how we've survived. Well, by the grace of God, <laughs> uh, time and God's word, he is sustainer of all. I have needed that. And um, getting outside, I have to have nature. I love our walks around the neighborhood, our day trips that we've taken to go hiking or to sit by the ocean. Um, Absolutely. Our Zoom church group has been awesome. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Uh, Church world is really odd at the moment. Sundays are, I mean, can't happen. Um, Depending where you're at in the country, there's cultural stuff going on. 
you know. And I would just like to say that <laughs> that's not persecution, you guys. We're not oh, yeah, persecuted we in this country, and we still get to worship very freely. And for me, it's been really significant. I actually prefer this method of worship, honestly. So <laughs> it's been very, dressed. yeah, I get to sit on my couch in my sweats, which is my daily yeah. attire. But Right, um, yeah. So no matter good. what you believe as far as... Is it right to close churches and not have Sunday services? No matter what, at the core of it is the question of, is the church closed? And I don't think the church is closed. If you look at the Bible, I don't think the church is closed. Um, I think there's still things happening and there's still connections. There's still opportunity and all of that. So so one of the cool things our church has done is just had um, these virtual house gatherings where they have a short Sunday service that's recorded online. We all watch together and then we can get online all together and interact either about the content or check in or, you know, it's been significant conversations and it's, it's been a rhythm in our week that has kept us healthy, uh, some accountability and just so we're not so isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been a, a really, really, really good thing for us personally. Yep. And we've gotten together with that group outside of the online space, you know, yep. in backyards and parks and it's been really life-giving. Yep. Totally. So there's little things. It's the habit, like the rhythms, the weekly rhythms, the habits that, you know, the walks, the nature, time with the Lord, like some key people that we're connecting with. I think those mm-hmm. are the things that have kept me sane, mm-hmm. at least. Yep. And still doing family dinner where we talk about everything that's going on in the yep. world and in our day, which yep. is really good. Totally. Uh, and then there's some TV shows, too. There is. Okay, and let's just revisit the fact that when this started, we watched The Tiger King. And that literally feels like 12 years ago. I had forgotten yeah. all about it. I think it was 30 years old when that happened. <laughs> no redeeming value in that. If anything, that was just a real... That was back when the pandemic was like novel. Like we were in the honeymoon stage. With yeah, when everyone was on their... Um, what, what do you call it? It was like staycationing. Yeah. Yeah. I really, Long gone. I think it's going to be really funny like days. 10 years from now when we... Look back and listen to these podcasts from during this time. I know. I'm sad that we haven't done them in the messy middle of it, which I think we're still in, quite frankly. But um, anyway, oh, yeah. here we are. There'll be we're more still alive. right after the election. There's going to be. Oh, man. That's a whole nother. Let's talk about episodes. doomsday prepping. Oh. This is, uh, I don't know if it's near and dear to my heart, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, you well, remember, you guys remember Y2K? Like, that was a thing. I'm old enough to remember, like, in, in yes. the Christian circles, people were prepping for they were major events, like stockpiling food in their basements and stuff like that. Well, and that comes around here in Portland all the time because the big one is supposed to hit and we're all going to perish. And if we don't, <laughs> then we're going <laughs> to starve to death within, what, a week because no one's coming to rescue us. Yeah, there's like a low-grade anxiety <laughs> ab- amongst Portlanders about the big earthquake hitting and then everything shutting down, like bridges collapsing, internet being disconnected. Right. So we have some things prepared, but not, not What do, what do we have prepared? We have, I bought a bucket of food. <laughs> we have the, a we'll bucket of food. We'll survive for three days, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have some flashlights. We have some tarps. But do we I have mean, toilet we have paper? some things. Yeah. Well, enough for a month. <laughs> we have enough toilet paper for a month. So if either the big one hits or the country explodes after the election, we're good for a month. We don't have wa- <laughs> we won't have water if something breaks, but Well, I did get some water. I have gotten Dude, some canned food. To, we need we're, to go off the grid. Oh my gosh. Solar power. 
Let's dig a well. Can we dig a well? <laughs> <laughs> now um, we're going places. This nope, is the I'm things we're starting to think bit. about in 2020. Doomsday prepping is becoming mainstream. I know. So if you have any tips for us, send them yeah, our send. way. Yep. Absolutely. But here, let's talk about a really good show that we watched recently. And twice, let's actually. I've gone through it, it twice because it's so good. Uh, okay, so yeah, tell us. Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience, everyone. It's on Netflix. Yes. For your viewing pleasure. It's just... Why is it so good? Well, it's diverse. It's witty and... I don't I just love it. It's not like heavy. Oh, you need it's to explain the premise of it. How about you explain the premise of it? <laughs> it's a it's a sitcom. It's funny. Uh it's a family, it's a Korean family who are it's an immigrant family, mom and dad, who have started a uh, they run a convenience store in Canada. Toronto, I think. Yeah. Toronto. So it's very urban, um, super diverse. Uh, but it's their story of I mean it's it, what's interesting to me about it at a more philosophical level is it's there's barely any white people in it. It like removes the the pattern or the standard of sitcoms that is based around a white family and moves a different um, experience into that as the the main key people key people in that it's represented. So it's really really interesting in that. But it's their struggle of how they relate as a family in this environment. Their cultural. Um, the good things from their culture and how it, they're learning to live in a very <laughs> liberal environment and then the the tension between the family members. Um, but also, like, the, the kids um, are Canadian but have mm-hmm. this, like, connection to their heritage, too. So very some very profound things come from it, mm-hmm. but a lot of humor and, like, <laughs> they don't take themselves so seriously, which it's really refreshing in a good way. Yep. So Definitely. I love it. Check it out. Kim's Convenience, everybody. Yep. Okay, let's talk about one thing. This is the art of thriving. So we learn how to thrive, and it's an art form. Mm-hmm. There's no exact science to it, I'm convinced. Um, this year has been really, really unique. We've had some goals. Some of those goals have been thrown out the window. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some maybe not of, thrown out the window, but the timeline has moved <laughs> for certain goals. Moved. Yeah, there you and go. And you have to... Make adjustments and be flexible and do what you can. I also want to say that when you think about thriving versus surviving, because some days feel like that, and in our minds we can think, well, thriving means we don't struggle at all, or we always have a smile on our face, and that's not it. And in fact, in a coaching appointment yesterday, what came out out of it was you can be weary, because that's a word I keep using, because I feel weary. You can actually feel weary and still show up well. You can feel weary and still lead well. I can be weary and still lead my children and love them well. Yeah. Um, it's not the absence of struggle. And I just think our culture is really uncomfortable with yeah, that. Totally. And, I mean, there's a little Brene Brown, who was like my love favorite person Brene. in the world. Mm-hmm. Brene, if you're listening, feel free to come. We'll interview and bring, <laughs> bring you on the, uh, the Art of Thriving. Yeah. Uh, but that the struggle is significant and in that struggle is like growth and opportunity and it's okay to struggle yep. to be in the arena as Brene would say I call her by her first name Brene <laughs> I think most people are tight yeah um, okay so, so uh, oh, go ahead sorry well it's just the idea that we can still struggle and not throw in the towel like we can still be thriving and not throw in the towel and yep. the idea of finishing well is really important to me and I think 
Um, that is something I want for my life in general mm-hmm. is to finish well. It is not just how we start. And um, we've both read the book Finish by John Acuff. Also a big fan of John Acuff. Oh so if you want to come on the phone, on, oh. on the pod, <laughs> John. Yeah, we'll gladly yep. do that. We actually met John Acuff. Okay, you guys, this is going to date us. Oh, at gosh. a tweet up. A tweet up in downtown Portland. Those were things. Tweet ups. <laughs> they were a thing. And he was fantastic in person, exactly how he is online. He was just hanging out at Pioneer Square in downtown Portland. Yeah. And we went down With and Dave met Ramsey him. when they were doing things together. So. Anyways, he was great, but we revisited this book because my company did a book club with him, and so I was just reminded that it is so crucial how we finish, not just how we start, and he gives some statistics in there, and according to studies, 92% of New Year's resolutions um, actually don't come to fruition. Okay, so 100% start, but only 8% finish, you guys. 8%. I it's not great. It's not <laughs> great. And I can think back and there are probably plenty of them. It's one of the reasons I don't make New Year's resolutions. <laughs> but you don't want to fail. Because <laughs> you know fail. 90% of your resolutions. That's will right. Fail. But I want to be in the eight percent. I want to finish well and I want to show our kids what it looks like to finish well. And so thinking we're ending we're getting close to the end of this year, which has felt like twelve years. Mm-hmm. And how do we want to finish well? Like, what yeah, are some things like, that we are going to do to right, finish totally. well? Right, totally. And I just think it's an issue of stewardship, too. It's not... Yes. Uh, the, the mindset, especially right now, is let's just get rid of 2020, coast it in, like, put it in park or whatever, and mm-hmm. and throw it away, trash it. But I think there's actually an opportunity in the craziness and disruption of 2020 to, to steward our time, to invest well, whatever that might look like for you, relationally. Um, business, family, whatever, spiritually, those sort of things, and and finish in ways that are you know that lead you toward growth, toward opportunity, whatever it might be. Yes, no matter how bad, if that's the word we want to use for a year, um, how, no matter how bad it is, there's always something in it that God yeah. is doing, and He's at work, and yeah. I don't want to miss it. I and don't want to miss the opportunity. I mean, that's a little bit of a mindset shift of moving from just the "woe is me." We can still grieve. We can still have it's attention, right? We're yep. grieving. We're we've had loss, but there's also opportunity, joy, peace, growth to be found. Mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely. You can tweet me <laughs> if you disagree. Yeah. So, what keeps us from quitting the goals we set at the beginning of the year? Um, I'm lazy. Well, that's why we quit. Oh. But what what do we do? That helps us to stick with those goals. Oh, okay. When um, even when I think, oh well, I'm really weary. So what am I going to do? Even in the midst of feeling weary, to finish well. Anything come to mind for you? Well, I'm just thinking about John Acuff's book too, mm-hmm. like making them fun, making those goals or those those things that you're working toward fun. Uh, not not having to be perfect, I think probably yes. is a big one for me. Yep. And as a recovering perfectionist, like letting go of that and just let it be good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay to be good enough. There's, yep. Perfection is such a ridiculous thing. Totally. It doesn't exist. Okay. Tell me uh, more. For me, well, I'm going to leave that one, but another one is revisiting my why. Because when I lose my why, I lose my way. I've heard that so many times, and it's true. Hmm. So I have to remember, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing, you know, why do I want to do this well? 
and digging into that purpose. Yep, purpose. Mm-hmm. Refreshing your perspective about purpose. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, intentionality. I mean, I have to be really intentional and think what, you know, what do I want to accomplish today? Or how do I want to end the year? Who do I want to be at the end of the year, really? Mm, Not just do. Who do I want to be? I'm I'm constantly thinking of I want to become someone that's more like Christ. And to, you know, steward my life well, I want to to show up and love the people in my life daily. And What's cool about that is that it's like, it's vision. It's it's almost like imagining, like having taking the time to imagine something different, and then re- reminding yourself that that's who I want to become. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. getting stag- so stagnant that you can't get out of where you're at. Yep. And you mentioned this too. You said fun, and I think do something every day that brings me joy. For that's just sitting down and reading a book because I love to read, or going for a walk, buying myself fresh flowers because I love fresh nice. flowers. Nice. Good. Yeah. Except the ones that our cats eat and and puke all over the ground. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. Perhaps. (laughs) So maybe our cats don't bring my husband joy, but they do bring me joy, people. Okay, the last thing, my last thought. No comment on that one. Another person we love, um, Emily P. Freeman. Love her. And she has a podcast, um, The Next Right Thing, and I've read um, her latest book, but... That phrase, like, just do the next right thing. And I think in the culture, the world, the politics, all the things that we're living in, the pandemic, I can get so overwhelmed and, again, feel weary. And so I have to think, what is the next right thing? Just do the next right thing and take those small steps. It doesn't have to be a gigantic step. Like, that gets me to the next spot. Totally. It's where I can think about the next thing. I heard a podcast by her recently, and she used the phrase, she was talking about this year specifically, but she was talking about how... Right now, it's really hard to live out of goals, which mm-hmm. um, she said choose. Oh, no, no. It wasn't her. It was someone else. It was Tish Oxenrider. Man, we're giving shout outs to everyone. If I any know, of these people want to come on, on podcasts, <laughs> feel free. Um, she talked about how you should have habits. You should shoot for habits right now, mm-hmm. like weekly habits. Really, what she was alluding to was rhythms of health, like putting these things in, taking stock making sure these things are in your rhythms of life so that you can survive in a sense or mm-hmm. at least have a potential of, like, succeeding during this crazy time. That just brought up one more thing that I so have many to things. give a shout-out to is rest. And be yeah. like, attentive to your body. I was just listening to another podcast, and I just did a spiritual direction course, you guys, that ha- talked all about being in tune with your body. Like, where does that feel in my body? What does my body need? It is always speaking to us. And we are meant to steward our bodies well. Um, and one of the things throughout this year that I have needed more of are naps. Okay? Mm. And thank goodness I don't have a two-year-old, so I can go lay down and know my house isn't going to yeah. burn down, right? So I can go lay down for 20 minutes and take a nap, and that is the best and the godliest thing that I could do some days is yeah. to take a rest. But props to all you families out there with young, young kids during this yep. time. I don't Ooh. know how you're doing it. Blessings be upon you. Mm-hmm. You have extra crowns in heaven someday right. for you. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm, clearly we're learning. We're thinking through a lot of this stuff. Um, and we're in process. Always, always in process. Always in process. But our hope is to not just run out the year, but actually... Uh, get to the end of the year and be like, I'm a different person. I've become a better person. 
uh, more in tune with these various things growing in certain areas and not just throwing in the towel. Yep. Let's finish well. Let's That's finish what we want well. for us. Finish That's well, what we people. want for all of the There's people hope. in our life. There's hope, people. That's right. Okay, I think that's all for us today. Okay. And hopefully we'll be back before, you know, six months goes by. Yeah, we'll see. Until next time. (laughs) Bye, everyone.